Hi, I'm Nancy Dufresne. Welcome to our podcast channel. We know you'll be blessed by today's message. Turn with me, if you would, John chapter 17. John chapter 17. There's such precious words in this verse, and we'll go a little bit different direction tonight with it, but I want you to see something. Because when someone is getting near the end of their life, they start cutting away the nonsense, don't they? Don't they? And Jesus never even had any nonsense in his life to cut away. But what he states and talks about toward the end should be magnified in a special way and spotlighted because he's getting ready to leave. And when you get ready to leave, you start saying things that you want so implanted in the people. And so in John chapter 17, if you ever wondered what Jesus' prayer life sounded like, this whole chapter is Him praying. So read this chapter and you, and you hear His fellowship with His Father. And we're so grateful to have that, this prayer in this context. But John chapter 17, and I want to just draw out a few statements here that He made in John 17 verse 8. He's praying and talking to his father, but he says this, For I have given unto them the words which thou gavest me, and they have received them. Look at this. I have given unto them. uh, He didn't say I've given unto them a mighty ministry. I've given unto them a reputation that's undeniable. I've given unto them a just a large place in the earth. No, he says I gave them words. Because with words, they can accomplish everything, every single thing, with words. Words. So he spotlighted to us, don't miss the treasure that's in the words. In speaking words. And because words are containers. They contain the power and the ability to perform and bring to pass what those words say. So he says, I have given unto them words, but notice this, he did something, then the receiver had to do something. What is it? They had to receive the words. So those who receive the words the best have the better display of what those words can do. Amen. But what words did he give us? The words that the Father gave him. So the exact, same, the exact same thing he had to fulfill his plan with on the earth, he gave us. Yeah. What, did he have his, what did he have with him and, and that enabled him to fulfill his plan? The words that the Father gave him. And he turned around and gave us the same exact thing so that we could fulfill the same exact thing. It's words. It's words. And uh, he didn't talk about anointing. He didn't talk about miracles and healings and displays. He didn't talk about some of the, 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 the spectacular things. He didn't talk about what we would call supernatural. He talked about words. Words. Amen. So in looking at that... Um, I want to, before we go any further, I want to, because this is a healing service tonight where we will minister to anyone 
who wants hands laid on them for healing. It's, it would be remiss of me not to bring before you something that my husband saw. Those visions and things that God gave him, he's no longer here to tell them. It is our responsibility to pick them up and tell these. Not preaching necessarily just sermons, which sermons would be fine to repeat, but things God said, things God showed, things God did. And uh, as Ed was, he got saved in his mid-twenties. There was a man on the job that invited him to church every single day, and Ed declined every single day for a year and a half. So keep at it. When it, there's a prompting in your heart towards someone, many times they haven't caught up with that prompting that you have. So just stay with it. And this man stayed with it. And finally, he, Ed said to him, he said, uh, if you leave me alone about going to church, if I go to church with you one time, will you leave me alone about it? And he said, I sure will if you go with me once. He went once and got born again. And in that church, he served and became faithful. And he started his, he started his worldwide ministry in, in the toilet ministry. Because I don't care where you end up, there's always a starting place. And the starting place matters. Amen. And he started in the toilet cleaning ministry there in his church. And because he was faithful with it, God gave him his own business. Amen. His faithfulness became more than, his, more than just a side thing. It became something that funded his family. It was an avenue that funded his family. And then he, uh, after he served in that, at, well, he continued to serve in that position until he left that church. But then he became a door greeter, and he was so pleased to be a door greeter. And I mean, my husband's energy could be high. So you can imagine, they got greeted. They got greeted because he was all in. Ed, when he did something, he was all in. And then he got promoted from there to a deacon. And as a deacon, he was one of the ones that would stand and hold the communion elements during a service of communion. And one service, the pastor was doing all the scripture reading about communion and things. And Ed, being really still quite young, spiritually and new in these things, he was standing there before the congregation with the other deacons and he said in his heart, he says, God, I really don't even understand what communion's all about. And when he said that, he had a vision. And the ceiling of that church building disappeared. And he saw Jesus hanging on the cross and he described him. And uh, not to go into all the details of all of that, but in the course of that vision... He said he began to see words flying through the air. They were words of sickness and disease. And he said they began flying through the air and they would strike him and his whole body would jolt and jar every time. What was it? The sickness of humanity being laid on him. And Jesus said the words came so at first and then they just sped up and came faster and faster, so fast you couldn't even read them. He said words you didn't even recognize. It was all laid on him. And Jesus, God showed him that 
That's what it's about. Communion. What was laid on Jesus for our benefit. Amen. Amen. And so it's, it would be remiss of us not to tell that because I don't care what it is that you've been dealing with or suffering with, it's been laid on Jesus. And you need to remind the devil that it has been laid on Jesus. Jesus paid a great price for us to be healed. And God said tonight, preach on faith and healing. And we're going to do that. Because we need to be reminded of the great price for our total freedom. Amen. It is the will of God for every single person to be whole. And we must not only learn that is the will of God. And we don't want to just learn His will. But we want to learn what are the ways that He brings His will to pass. You can know that it's God's best for you to be healed but if you don't know how that happens you can't cooperate with him so we need to not only learn the will but learn the ways and in the word we find his will but we also have to study to know his ways and so tonight we're going to we're going to teach about one of the major ways or main and primary ways that God works healing in our bodies amen and if we will cooperate with the ways, it, have, it works every time. Works every time. Romans 10 and verse 17, and I'll just quote it to you. It says, faith comes by what? Hearing. hearing and hearing by the word of God. Anything we receive from God comes by hearing. Anything. Amen. You didn't even get saved till you heard something. That's right. you, were not even, you were not sitting at home yeah. watching Bonanza or something or Star Trek or whatever people watch today. Or HGTV. You weren't sitting at home in front of the television and something strike you and go, oh, I just got born again. You heard something. You cooperated with what you heard. Amen. I want, I want to, I'll just read it to you. Um, out of Acts 10, verse 33, there was a man by the name of Cornelius, and he had those who honor me, I will honor. And even though he was not a Jew, he was not in line for the covenant with the Jew. But because Jesus had now died, now he's in line. <laughs> but the salvation message had not yet come to the Gentile. Only the Jew had been preached to. And so because of this man's hunger and honor for God, and it showed up in the way he lived his life, it showed up in the way he spent his money. That he gave such alms that the word says that a memorial, God said, the memorial has come up before me of your almsgiving. So heaven saw something tangible based on what he did here on earth, what he did with his money. And so an angel appears to Cornelius and says, send for Peter. Tells him where he's at. And he will tell you words. 
He'll tell you words. When God wants to bring you into more, He doesn't just give you power, He gives you words first. The first thing He gives you is words. Why? Because words are containers of power. God's words. Amen. And when Peter came, I love what Cornelius said when he arrived because Cornelius gathered his whole family. He gathered those that were dear to him and he told people, you need to come to my house because something's fixing to happen at my house. And in Acts 10, 33, it says, Cornelius stood up and said, immediately, therefore, he's telling Peter, immediately, therefore, I sent to thee. And thou hast done well that thou art come. Now, therefore, are we all here present before God to hear. To hear. There it is. Wow. Come on. Not to tell you what I think. Not to tell you what all I've done for God. Not to tell you my credentials. I'm here for one reason, to hear. Now we understand what makes for greatness in people. They're longing to hear the right things. So he said, we are all here present before God to hear all things that are commanded thee of God. People who are hungry to hear, God will always be able to lead them into more. When you know you need to go further in some things, it's connected to your hearing. That's right. You're going to have to hear some things to get there. Amen. This is a way of God to bring us into his will. Now, did you hear what I said? Hearing is a way of God to bring us into his will because... When you hear, then what you hear delivers the faith to you so that you can receive what you need. You hear, faith comes. With that faith, you release that faith and receive what you need. So hearing is the way. Luke 5, turn with me. Luke 5, verse 15. Luke 5, verse 15. And it says, but so much the more went there a fame abroad of him. So notice when people started hearing about him, there was a fame. They heard something about him. And what happened as a result, great multitudes came together. What they heard drew them. And then it says, great multitudes came together to hear and to be healed by them, by him, of their infirmities. It didn't say that they came to be healed. It says they came to hear. And to be healed. There's a divine order shown. This is a way of receiving healing and a primary way of receiving not just healing, but anything you need from God. Is that there has to be something heard. Why? So that faith can come. And then when faith comes, now you know what to believe. The basic translation says, they came to give hearing to his words and to be made well from their disease. 
The Berkeley translation says they came to listen and to be healed of their disease. They came, they came to listen. They came to listen. This verse doesn't say they came to be healed. And how many people come to services to be healed? I'm just talking about their sole reason. Their only reason they're there is because they want to receive healing. Listen, it's fine to receive healing, but we have to get scriptural. We have to do it the way the word shows us. So many have come here tonight. Some of you may have come because you need hands laid on you. You need healing. I'm going to help you reach that goal, that desire, by telling you that the divine order is not healing. It's hearing and healing. How many times did I see in my husband's ministry and he would say in the last night we're going to minister to the sick and that was always the biggest crowd and they didn't show up for all the previous hearing. They came for the healing and I can't say how many of them ever received healing because they're out of divine order. They don't know the ways of God. The ways of God are here and be healed, here and be healed. Hear and be healed. Can we not say this? Hear and be helped. That's so good. Hear and be delivered. Hear and be increased. If this is the way of God for healing, it's the way of God for anything you receive from God. Amen. So something happened before they were healed. They heard something. What a joy to know where to be to hear the right thing. Listen, everyone is hearing something every day that is not helping them. It's burying them, making them fearful. I mean, you can turn on the media and be as, as frightened as you want to be. That's right. Notice this. Their hearing preceded their healing. Their healing was connected to their willingness to hear. And our healing, our help, our answer, no matter what it is, is connected to our hearing. <laughs> Amen. When a need arises in your life, don't just immediately start throwing scripture at the need. Start increasing the hearing. Because the divine order is you hear and you receive. Amen. In this phrase, it says they came to hear and be healed. In this phrase, we see God's side and we see man's side. Man's side was to hear. God's side was be healed. Why? Because you can't make your body be healed. not my job and when the thought comes when will I when will this pain leave that's not your job it is not your job to get rid of pain it's not your job to get rid of symptoms and people think that it's their job I got I got to get this out I got to get this out. I got to get this out no 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 your job is to hear and then through the hearing faith comes automatically and you've got something to spend You've got now you now you now you've got something to release to God. Uh -huh. Amen. 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 
Amen. Amen. So many people are occupied with healing when they need to be occupied with hearing. I was telling the other night, this is the exact thing that happened with Lillian B. Yeomans. She found herself addicted as a medical doctor to keep up with her schedule. She started taking hard drugs, hard drugs. And uh, she found herself a morphine addict. And you can imagine all the hallucinations and the things she was, her mind was destroyed almost. And uh, she said at one point, she of course came back into fellowship with God, got right with God. But she said she was harassed and tormented. She couldn't sleep. She couldn't eat. She was, she, her body was just a wreck. And she said she began feeding on the healing passages in the four Gospels. And all day long she just feed on them all throughout the day. Day after day after day after day. And she said after a season of doing that, she recognized oh, all the addictive symptoms are gone. All, all that driving that comes from that addictive habit, it's gone. And she said, I didn't even know when it left. Why? Because she got so occupied with hearing. Instead of she took her focus off of healing I've got to get it I got to get it I got to get free I got to get free I got to get free and she started just taking in and what she heard drove out some say they want to be prayed for for healing but they don't need healing they need hearing they think they need, don't misunderstand me. Their body may need healing, but the first thing they need is not healing. The first thing they need is hearing. Many say, I need you to pray for my healing when they need to say, teach me the word. Teach me the word. Teach me the word. Amen. Teach me the word. I so appreciate there's, this one woman that she went to uh, Rama Healing School. The, she did not live there in Tulsa, but she picked up and she moved there. And she showed up at Healing School and one of the, those that ministered to her or, uh, during that time that she was there because they had Healing School every day and uh, she had been diagnosed with a terminal condition. And I love what she said. She said, I decided I was not going to die prematurely because I was ignorant. Amen. What was she saying? I need teach me. She came to be taught. She was stepping into the order of God. She was stepping into the way that God heals. And remember, uh, Grant had, I was telling you that earlier in the week that Grant made a statement that he quoted from Dr. Summerall. I had not seen it, but Dr. Summerall said 80% of everyone of Christians that are going to receive healing are going to receive it through the Word. We're not diminishing the other, but you can hear anytime. And you can't always get in a service where somebody can lay their hands on you. You can't always get hold of somebody that will pray the prayer of faith. Now, somebody may pray with you. But that doesn't mean they got faith. Exactly. 
Amen. Amen. And so we see that many times people are coming and they're asking the pastor, pray for me, pray for me, pray for me. And how few of the times they say, teach me, teach me, teach me, teach me. Mm -hmm. Praise the Lord. There are other methods. God has several methods whereby people can receive healing from Him. Why does He do that? Because in His mercy, He wants to reach everyone at every level they're at. But so many people are, whether they realize it or not, they're trying to recline on a gift of the Spirit. That's what they're, that's what they're leaning toward. A gift of the Spirit. But those are gifts of the Spirit. They're under His. They're His. Meaning they only manifest as He sees fit. And let me tell you what God's going to do for you. He's going to do what's best for your faith. He's not going to do what's easiest for your flesh. He's going to do what's best for your faith. So good. Amen. And so he may use a gift of the Spirit if that's what's best for your faith. But there's no guarantee because he has your faith in mind. Why? Because he's not trying to turn someone into a spiritual cripple. That they've got to lean on somebody. Lean on somebody. We were in a restaurant one of the last times I was with my mother and she pointed over to a table because in our town everybody knows everybody. I don't know, Paducah could be much the same way, but where we were raised, everybody knows everybody. And my mother, the older she got, the more plain she got. I guess she thought, I've I've paid enough taxes on this earth, I'm going to start saying some things. And we were sitting at the table and she looked over to family and she said, see that man? And he was like in his 40s or 50s. I said, "Uh uh-huh. She said, he's a cripple. I said, well, I can't tell he's a cripple. She said, his parents did everything for him. His parents paid for everything for him. The house he lives in, his parents bought. He does, his parents support him. And now as a 40, 50-year-old man, he can't do anything for himself because his parents turned him into a cripple by doing everything for him. God's not turning us into spiritual cripples. That's right. Come on. By doing everything for us. He's, he's bringing us into a flow and a way of him so that we can be co-laborers with him. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So there are other methods that God uses, but we don't control those other methods. The one we do control is our hearing. We control our hearing. Much hearing, much healing. Little hearing, little healing. Amen. It's not up to God healing. It's up to us hearing. And so many people think it's up to God healing me. And he's waiting for us to do hearing. Because when you hear, faith comes. And if you're hearing all you should, you're learning to release that faith that came. Amen. Amen. And if you don't know to release it, you haven't heard enough yet. (laughs) Praise the Lord. God made our, our, our healing as simple as our hearing. It's that simple. I said it's that simple. But not just hearing once, a lifestyle. 
a lifestyle. Amen. And you have to hear the right thing to believe the right thing. If you heard that healing's passed away or, you know, or God's punishing you, you know, you, you've been bad. I love what I love what one minister said. He was raised in a church where he was taught miracles and healings passed away with the last apostle. When the last apostle died, that was the it, that was the end of all healings and miracles. And so he said one day he was sitting and he began he was sitting under Dad Hagen's ministry. And he was remembering that. And as he was thinking about that, sitting in one of Dad Hagen's service, he said a screen appeared right before him. He had a vision. And on the screen came typed up one letter at a time. Have you ever seen a typewriter? It was that like a typewriter text coming up. And the, the text said this, Miracles and healings passed away when the last apostle died. And he's going, oh my word. God's confirming this? And then came the text, but the last apostle isn't dead yet. (laughs) See, he heard something else. And it undid all the wrong hearing because wrong hearing produces wrong believing. But right hearing produces right believing. Many have a physical infirmity for one reason. They have an infirmity of not hearing. Praise the Lord. If you can get people to hear, if you can get people to hear, you can get them healed. How many times, and Dad tells the story of the woman that was crippled, the healing anointing he had ministered under that night, but it had lifted off of him. And he said, if you need healing... And you want me to minister to you under that healing anointing. You need to come back tomorrow night. But he said, it's lifted off of me tonight because I'm tired. And when when he got tired, it would lift off of him. He said, now, if you can't come back tomorrow, I can lay hands on you tonight. And because healing belongs to you and we can believe by faith. But I'm not going to lie to you and tell you the healing anointing is flowing. It's not that. It's by faith. And up came a woman that was in a wheelchair. And... uh, he said to her, do you, already, do you know that you're healed? She says, am I? And he took, took her to the verse, and he had his Bible, and he opened up to the verse, by his stripes you were healed. And he said, read that. And she read it, and she read it out loud. And he said, read it again. What is he getting her to do? Hear. He's getting her to hear. And said, read it again. Read it again. Read it again. He had her to read it and reread it until finally he said, Is that past tense, present tense, future tense? Said, well, words, past tense. So if you were healed back then, then you are healed now. And by her hearing that over and over, she said, I got it. I see it. And he said, Now rise and walk in the name of Jesus. And she got up and walked off, having been a cripple for about a decade or so. Got up and walked out, out of that wheelchair. Why? Not because of anything she heard. Someone made her hear it. Made you hear, and kept with her until she heard it, until she heard it past wrong thinking. You have to get past that wrong thinking. How long do you need to hear? How long does it take you to get past wrong thinking? It's, in, it's individual. 
Dad Hagen, once he believed, within 10 minutes he's up out of the bed. Out of that bed, he'd been crippled, heart deformity, deformed through his entire chest cavity, blood disease. Once he believed, in 10 minutes he's up and worshiping God, raised up. It took him 16 months to hear, to undo wrong thinking. How did his wrong thinking get undone? Hearing, 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 and hearing. People say it took a long time for him to receive healing. No, it didn't. It took a long time for the hearing to get past the wrong thinking. To undo the wrong thinking. But once that hear, once he heard with his heart, past all the doctrine against healing that he had heard, within moments he's up. If your, if your answer has not manifested, you've got more to hear. And what a joy. What a joy. What a privilege to get to hear. That's not a sentence against you. That is a privilege. Thank God if, if, I, if, if what I need and what I'm believing for hasn't shown up, that's an invitation to hear more. It's not a point of failure. It's an invitation to hear more. Amen. Well, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. If we can get people to hear, you can get them healed. There's never a day we're done hearing. When we're done hearing, we're done receiving. For the rest of our life, we have to be a good hearer. And our hearing has to be accurate. Jesus, didn't he state, he said, man shall not live by bread alone, but by what? Every, every word, every word, every word. Not just the healing word, because sometimes when you need healing, God will start dealing with you about a different word. He'll start healing, t- dealing with you about a love word or about a generosity word. Or he'll start dealing about ev- every word. Don't, don't, don't just limit what word you'll listen to when he starts leading you in your feeding. Because Jesus said, man should not live by, by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God, not out of the mouth of denominations or the mouth of relatives, or, but by out of the mouth of God. And uh, if I, were to, if I were to describe my husband, one, one characteristic of my husband to you, I could also describe it with Morgan. She has this, Grant has this same flow. It's called their foodies. Ed did not like eating at home because he wanted a menu. He wanted to choose what he ate. He did not like people putting food on a plate and saying, this is what you're eating. He didn't like that. He wanted a choice. He loved restaurants. Loved them. Loved them. And he, he, for years, you know, he had to eat in restaurants because he was a foodie. He was a foodie. He was adventurous with his eating. He would try everything that wouldn't eat him. He would try it. 
I only ever saw him spit out one thing one time, and that was octopus. He brought it home to the dog, and the dog wouldn't eat it. That's right. Now, if you like octopus, you're, you're, you're beyond, you're way beyond what he, what he achieved. Morgan, my daughter-in-law, she's a foodie. I mean, they, in, in California, you know, they kind of pride themselves. They can be food snobs, you know, like, we only eat it this way, you know, type thing. Uh, Grant's a foodie. Yeah, I can call him. What you doing? I'm in L.A. What you doing there? We're at a restaurant. He will drive in the worst of traffic in America to get to a place that he likes to eat. If, it, if I can't reach it by the corner down here, I'm not going. Because I, just give me a wee, a piece of bread, and we're good. I tell you, I am a boring eater. I can eat the same thing every day. If I like it, that's fine. If it wasn't that good that day, that, well, that's all right. It'll be tomorrow. You know? But a foodie can't handle that. A foodie cannot handle that. A foodie will pay big price. Big price. It's always amazed me how these, these Bible school boys over here, they would spend big amounts on a meal. Are you kidding? When I was, before I married Ed, it was like I had 99 cents for the day, baby. <laughs> I would have never dreamed of taking the little money I had and eating it. No, no. I will do without food. I'm getting me a dress. Well, now I don't have to make those hard choices. But back when I had to make the hard choices, there was no such thing as a food. I'd I never even heard of that term, much less produced one. Because that boy is a foodie over there. Morgan's turning my grandkids into foodies. I will say this. Foodies have more experiences, but it costs a lot to be a foodie. That, it, I, it, I'd have never dreamed of going and getting a $25 plate of sushi when I'm 20-something. I'd never dreamed. But those boys, they'll draw. How, how much does it cost, at least? Ed would get... No, it, I, I'm probably underestimating, aren't I? Yeah. I, okay. I think the boys told me that there was one place Ed would go and it was $65. Right? Is that right? Okay, see, see I'm hearing you. And I'm changing my, my, my understanding of this stuff. But, I mean, Ed thought nothing of... I, 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 I'm going to tell you. Well, I'll tell you a little bit. But. Ed, I handled all our personal finances, you know, for years. And right now I have a, another gal that does it for me. But when I did it, Ed never saw his paycheck. He didn't want to see his paycheck. He didn't want to deal with all that mess. You just handle it. So I would say, how much do you want this week or the, for the next two weeks? And I'd give him a very large sum because I don't believe in him ha not have. I want him to always have more than enough. The man, the man was, he worked hard. I mean, I want you to have more than enough. So he always had more than enough. By the end of the week, 
He had eaten through all of it. I go, how do you even find that much food to pay for? I don't get it. You know, in a year, you ate through a house in Altus. I could get me a little dumpy house in Altus for what you ate in lunchtime. And take, uh, took all his buddies. Why? Because he enjoyed the foodie process. I want you to know, uh, Jesus said, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word. We have to be word foodies. Word foodies. Word foodies. And we bring people with us to the table. And it's all paid for. Now you can eat and still have the dress. Right? When you have a need, your first job is make sure you're being a foodie. Eating that word. Eating that word. Eating that word. What will happen? You will become so occupied with that word, you will absolutely forget the largeness of your need. You've heard me use this illustration before, but it still works. My dogs, I like dogs. I like dogs. I got three dogs right now, but one does one lives with me, the other two live at the other house because they're yappy. They can't they're shelties, they're beautiful dogs, but they talk too much. <laughs> they don't know how to listen. And so then I keep uh, somebody gifted me with a standard poodle, all white. He's beautiful. And so he lives with me and the reason he doesn't shed. See when you keep your stuff to your stuff, you get to live in my house. <laughs> But when you be spreading your stuff everywhere, you got to go live at the other house because those shelties just shed. You know, you, walk, you look across the floor and you just see, you just see hair flying. It's like, oh, that's just nasty. So the, the, shed, the, the, the poodle gets to live with me because he doesn't shed. And I forgot why I was going to tell you that. Yeah, I'm a dog person. Something about me being a dog person. Something about it. But word foodie, word food. Yes, yeah, right. I'm trying. Yeah. I know, but y'all aren't good, good enough help. Y'all are not the Holy Ghost. <laughs> Praise the Lord. In the hearing, <clears throat> it's not just hearing with these. It's not this. Now, your mind is the gateway to your spirit. But it can't just stop at the mind. You have to hear with your heart. Hear with the ears of your spirit. Because how are you going to hear the Holy Ghost who you can't see if you're not hearing the word you can hold in your hand? If you learn to hear the word with your heart, with your spirit, you gain a skill in turning toward your spirit and then recognizing when the spirit is saying something to you because you locate your heart through feeding on the word. Does that make sense to you? The more you feed on the word, the more you become sensitive. Your heart becomes sensitive and you become aware of your spirit more. Amen? 
Now, I, turn with me, if you would, to Proverbs chapter 4 and verse 20. Is it possible to hear and not receive? Absolutely. Absolutely. Why? The word preach didn't profit him not being mixed with faith. Well, where you get faith from the hearing. They weren't hearing. They didn't even have enough faith to mix with the word. But look at Proverbs chapter 4 and verse 20. My son, attend to or put your attention on my words. Incline thine ear unto my sayings, or we could say my words. Let them, my words, not depart from thine eyes. Keep them, my words, in the midst of your heart. See, they got to land in your heart. How do they arrive at your heart? You have to sometimes do a lot of hearing to get past your head so that it lands in your heart. Meditation drives them down into your heart. For they, my words, are life unto those that find them, and my words are health or medicine to all their flesh. The word isn't like medicine. The word is medicine. The word is medicine. It's not like medicine. It is medicine. The word is the medicine God prescribes. As a doctor will give you a prescription, God gives us in this verse His prescription. What is it? His words. And His words are His medicine. Wonderful. But if you can't get people to hear that word, how are they going to receive that healing? There has to be a love and an honor and regard for the words. Why? Because they came from the mind of the Father, the heart of the Father. They are the thoughts of God. And if we are going to receive His blessings, we have to honor His thoughts and honor His ways. Amen. The more we hear and feed on the Word, the Word builds health. Even if you're not sick, the Word builds health in you. It's like this. God used this illustration with me years ago because I'm a girl. I don't know. I know some guys that could fit this too. I will spend whatever I need to spend, not on food, face moisturizer. Right? Anybody? Come on, guys. Come on, Joe. Get your hand up, Joe. If I want to get a good skincare tip, I go to Joe. Hey, I like that. That's, I like that in a guy that he pays attention. Yes. Why? Some girl got to look at you one day. <laughs> what if all through your teens you never moisturize your... And I'm talking ladies. I'm not even going to get on you guys. I'm not even going to go there. <laughs> ladies, your 20s, your 30s, your 40s, your 50s, and you start, hmm, I'm getting older, and you start using face moisturizer. Will it work? Sure, it will work. But will it look the same as if you had started as a teenager? No, because all those years you were building something. Amen. And so it's the same with the Word. Don't wait till. 
right. tragedy, crisis. Be, be building, be building, hearing, value and honor, the hearing. Amen. Somebody asked Dad Hagen once, and I thought it's a good question. Um, <clears throat> they said, Dad, what do you do if you kind of just feel under the weather? You know, sometimes just physically, you just, not that you're sick or anything, you just are not up to par. Right. He, they said, what do you do when you're at that point? He said, I double up on my medicine. Right. What's the medicine? The word. He took in more yeah. word. He would, he would double up on hearing the word. What was he doing? He was building health in him. Amen. So notice here, my son, attend to my words. How do we take it in? Through our ears, through our eyes, and it has to arrive in the heart. Amen. Giving it our attention. So you find scriptures that feed you along that line. Amen. So... When it says that this multitude came together to hear and be healed, right? If we're going to get what they got, we have to do what they did. We can't do something different and get what they got. In hearing and being healed, sometimes what we need to hear is corrections to make. And if we're not going to hear those corrections... We refuse to listen to things he's dealing with us about to correct them. We're not hearing. And many times that's why people don't receive healing because God has been dealing with them for years about corrections and they would not hear. Amen. Preaching good. Amen. Know this, if, you're, if we're not doers, we're not hearing. Just because we can know what was said... Don't consider ourselves listeners or hearers if we're not doing. Because that's deceiving yourself. I, uh, there was a precious, precious lady. I think maybe she was in her mid to late 60s at the time. I'd known her for years. And uh, she always, uh, when she was in her 50s, God told her, you need to address your body. You need to lose some weight. You need to yep. handle okay. some issues. And I don't know what all issues she's ha she had, but God told her to do it, and she didn't. And so in her late 60s, she was diagnosed with a terminal condition. And now she struggled with her faith. Why? Because she knew she did not listen. See, when God's telling us something beforehand, it's to help us abort some things that he knows are down the road but because we don't see the difficulty of it because we haven't arrived at where he's trying to steer us away from we think he really does it's not that big a deal but anything God says matters there's always purpose with what he says so when we say we're going to hear and be healed we have to hear our corrections. That's part of the hearing. Amen. Praise the Lord. Sometimes to be healed, you need to hear something to be corrected. Amen. Hebrews chapter 12. Amen. Hebrews chapter 12. Amen. 
Hebrews chapter 12 and verse 13. And it says, And make straight paths for your feet, lest that which is lame be turned out of the way. What's something lame? It's not working right. When something isn't working right, it'll, you'll, it, it can take you out of the way. It can take you off course. We could see it that way. But let it rather be healed. What's it saying? We may need to make some corrections for healing to come. That which is lame is going to have to be addressed. And whom the Lord loves, he corrects. Don't become defensive against something that is shown to you because a lot of times God is prompting us about something in here that needs to be addressed. But usually what needs to be corrected is a sensitive point in our life. So we tend to dismiss it, not touch it, ignore it, he didn't mean it type thing approach. So in know this, God's, God's way of dealing with us is always first privately between you and him. Because he's a gentleman. But so great is, is his love that if we're missing that level of correction, he could take it public. How does he take it public? He puts help in your pastor's mouth. And, th- and it always starts out with a general word to everyone. So the Holy Ghost is not saying, hey, Bob and Joe, <laughs> Sally Sue, you need to do this. He doesn't do that. He gives it in a sermon setting. And then those who are spiritual hear themselves in that sermon. Those who are maturing and those who are sincere and those who want help and those who want to come into what God has for them, they purpose to listen for themselves. That's right. But I guarantee you, anything that came out of your pastor's mouth, God's already dealt with you about, so don't get mad at your pastor. Don't. That is God, another layer of hearing God is offering you. Amen. Why? Because He so loves us. He does not want us to miss this. Amen. Then there have been times, not often, but in 25 years of pastoring, there have been times God has had me to go to someone privately and say, I want to help you with this. Please let me help you with this because I know what's ahead if you don't get something corrected in your course. This woman, God dealt with her and she ended up dying. And her last words to me, I did not listen years ago. Amen. Let's listen. Because our help is in our hearing. The better we hear, the better we finish. My husband used to say this. There's some people, they just don't listen. They just don't listen. He said, they're going to have to learn the hard way. And the way they learn the hard way, they have to go all the way to the bottom. They have to go all the way to the bottom because they don't listen. Dad Hagen sat in our back green room when he preached at our church the year he went home to be with the Lord and he said, most people don't listen. That was his observation. 
after decades of ministry, most people don't listen. To become skillful, be skillful most in your hearing. Because if you're skillful in listening and being a hearer, there's nothing God can't direct you in. So good. Wow. Praise the Lord. Sometimes the corrections we need to make is walking in love. Walking in love with our spouse, how we're treating one another at home. How we're what are we doing with our mouth? What are we saying? What are we saying about our boss? Some people are believing, God, I need financial help. Then you have to quit joining the other employees talking against your boss and griping about your pay. You knew what they were going to pay you. You accepted the job. They told you what the pay was. It's, 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 it's unrighteous for you to accuse a man. Well, I deserve more. Was that part of the agreement when he hired you? You see, these kinds of things will keep you sick. They'll keep you broke. They have to be corrected. Amen. What about giving the word first place? That's a correction some need to make because they listen by listening to symptoms, by listening to circumstances and talking about that and getting entrenched in that. We're not giving the word its place. We're not listening to the word. What about not letting go of offense or how somebody treated me? Or in retelling it year after year at Christmas. I mean, that's like, I am so tired of that. My gosh. Can I tell you how to, you don't need inner healing. That's right. That's right. There's no such, God doesn't offer us inner healing. He says, get your mind renewed. He doesn't heal things that are wrong. He puts them under the blood and they're totally gone. 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 The way to get rid of your past is quit talking about it. Every time you talk about it, you brought it right to the present. I don't care how long ago. Every time it's talked about, it's brought into your present. Amen. Praise the Lord. Getting rid of offense, ill will, bad feelings, what somebody did to me, rehearsing, regurgitating all the time. The past and how I was... And listen, I don't make light of of the lives that some people have had to live through. And people will blame God. It wasn't God, it was people. People, If people hurt you, that was people. And God gets blamed for people's actions all the time. But he had nothing to do with wrong actions. And I don't make light of difficult, horrific things that people may have done to others. But I say there is total freedom from that by letting the blood get rid of that and give you a brand new start, brand new start, brand new start. But you have to listen to him. You can't listen to your past talk to you. You've got got to keep it where it belongs, under the blood and gone. Amen? What about... What about um, obeying God in something he's dealing with us about? Just not listening to his dealings. What about failing to renew our minds with the words? That's lack of hearing. Amen. And if someone is going to be someone who hears, you know another thing that's going to be an outstanding feature? They're teachable. They're teachable. They're teachable. Oh, they're teachable. I don't care how old we get. We have to be pliable. We have to be willing to make a change. We're not so set that we think we're adamant and call it faith. Amen. Praise the Lord. My husband was a wonderful example 
in some of these things. When he was in his late 50s, we were in a meeting with Dad Hagen, and we were sitting in the back room. It was just the three of us after he preached one night. And Dad Hagen was <clears throat> praying in the Spirit. He'd just come you know, out of the service, and we were sitting there close to him, and Ed was sitting right next to him. And Dad Hagen put his hand on Ed's knee and said, Laugh your way through it. Laugh your way through it. Well, and Ed just started laughing, you know. We didn't know what he was referring to. <clears throat> but three weeks later, he was diagnosed with cancer. And when he was diagnosed, I told Ed, I said, God already told us what to do. Laugh yeah, your way through it. Well. Laugh your way through it. And uh, when Ed came out of the doctor's office after being diagnosed, uh, he went home and he said, Now, God, he said, uh, you don't miss it. I've missed it somewhere. Where have I missed it? And God told him, there's two places you missed it. And Ed said, okay, I repent before you for those two places. And it's just simply as that God said, okay, it'll be gone in 30 days. Amen. Listening. He had practiced a life of listening. And ready to be corrected. Amen. And it, and it saved his life. Saved his life. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Many want God to hurry up and heal them when they need to hurry up and hear. Turn with me, Mark chapter 4. Mark chapter 4, verse 23. And I'm going to read out the Amplified. If you're using a device that you can might pull up the Amplified, it would help you to see the wording. The wording is a little bit uh, more detailed. Mark chapter 4, verse 23, we'll start. <clears throat> Are you getting help tonight? Oh. You know why I want to teach you this? Because we're going to lay hands on the sick, but once you walk out of the building, I want to give you something that, take, that, you, that you take home and live off the rest of your life. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Mark 4, verse 23, the Amplified. If any man, this is Jesus speaking, if any man has ears to hear. He's not talking about hear. He's talking about his heart. The ears of his heart. He's listening with his heart. If any man has ears to hear, let him be listening. Let him perceive and comprehend. And Jesus said to them, Be careful what you are hearing. Know this, if people listen to wrong thoughts. I'm talking about... I'm just talking about somebody saying something wrong. What about the devil suggesting wrong to your mind? How many people destroyed their marriage because they listened to the wrong thing against their spouse? Wrong thoughts, wrong doctrines. Then he goes on, he says, The measure of thought and study you give to the truth you hear will be the measure of virtue or power and knowledge that comes back to you. And more besides will be given to you who hear. So me, it, basically saying this, the more you hear, the more you have. The less you hear, the less you have. Of what? Of the blessings of God. Flowing and manifesting. For to him who has, has what? Well, what did he say at first? To him who has ears to hear. So this is what he's finishing here. For to him who has an ear to hear will more be given. 
And from him who has nothing, who doesn't have an ear to hear, even what he has will be taken away by force. Not from God, not by God, but the enemy. Tragedy, heartbreak. So Jesus, he warned us, be careful what you hear. What you, what you hear affects what you have. If you, listen to, if you listen to doubt, it will destroy your faith. If you entertain wrong thinking, it will rob you of your faith. If you listen to wrong doctrines, you'll be so confused, you won't even know what to believe. You don't listen to who's popular. Popularity should not have your hearing. God put you with a pastor for a reason. And if your pastor doesn't reference a person that he listens to, you're safe in just staying with your pastor. If your pastor says, you know, such and such feeds me, then that might be okay if you wanted to read a book or something. But you really, I mean, everything that is in my bookstore, I have to personally approve. Because I don't put in there what's popular and what's selling. They have to be feeding the same diet I am feeding the way I'm feeding it. You say, well, aren't they preaching the truth? They may be, but they're serving it differently sometimes than I serve it. Now let me explain it. When I go to a foreign country, they may have chicken, but there's something else with that chicken. That chicken don't look like the Oklahoma chicken. And it doesn't taste like that Oklahoma chicken. Isn't it chicken? Yeah, it's chicken, but there's something mixed in there. This, Paul said, I'm not going to just impart, you, impart the word. I'm going to impart myself to you. I'm imparting, I'm imparting me, this, my spirit. And so that's why you need to make sure that you're listening to your pastor because God has, you're graced to hear it the way God graces your pastor to say it. So good. Good preaching. Amen. That's right. Don't go to multiple places of hearing. Amen. <clears throat> not hearing leaves us in ignorance. And many people died prematurely for one reason. They were ignorant. They didn't take time to hear. They took time running to meeting to meeting to get someone to pray for them or lay hands on them. But they didn't understand. They didn't understand. And listen, you don't understand unless somebody tells you. And this is why I'm teaching it tonight, because people do not realize that their future and the outcome of their life is connected primarily to your hearing. To your hearing. Amen. The Bible, Hosea 4, 6 says, My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge, for lack of hearing. For lack of hearing the right thing. Didn't say they're destroyed because of the devil. The devil loves ignorance. I mean, he can spot ignorance a mile away. And it's deadly. Ignorance is deadly. And hearing is life-giving. Amen. Hearing is so important, and that's why God gave you a pastor. Because a pastor is not just going to tell you 
just the sections of the Bible you like reading. <laughs> a good pastor hits every arena. Every arena. Even if you say my, my pastor preaches faith, if he's preaching faith, I guarantee you he's hitting every arena. Because every arena is affected by faith and faith affects every arena. Amen. Life and death is in your tongue. But you won't know what to say till you hear. Wow. That's right. Amen. Amen. With greater hearing comes greater receiving. Amen. Hearing it increases our ability to receive and enlarges our capacity to receive. Right. Amen. Amen. So when we come, we come with hearing ears. Yeah. Here, 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 here. It's got to get in here for it to make a difference. Amen? Amen. Hearing it over and over and over. Do you know that when you hear the right thing and it gets in you, you won't even have to consciously take steps of deliberate faith. It'll just flow. It will just flow. It will just flow. I was reading a Lillian B. Yeoman's book one time, and I had had... Uh, this was probably uh, cl close to 30 years ago. And I had some recurring stomach issue that happened even before I got married. And just, I don't know what it was. I never had it checked. But I was reading her book, just reading it. And in reading it, boop, I felt every, every bit of that leaving. Yeah. It never came back. Why? I was hearing. Yeah. And the hearing drove out yeah. that which is not what I was hearing. I know what I was going to tell by my dog. <laughs> Jesus, love my dog. <clears throat> I had, at one time, five dogs. Yeah. But we had five acres, so, you know, they had the run. And um, I would put out their food and water bowl in front of the garage and it was right between the garage doors on either side. And so there was a light there. And so every night you'd have all the moths and bugs flying around that light. So you go out in the morning to feed and water them, and those bugs are just all in that water. Yeah. You know, they, 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 all, they all got in the spa. Uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and uh, you know, it, it's a lot of them, and some of them were pretty big. And I love my dogs, but I'm not touching those bugs. <laughs> And so I didn't try to pick them out. If you tried to pick them out, they just disintegrate and they just, little pieces go everywhere. And now you've got a multiplied mess. That's what happens when you try to pick out with your own human effort what needs to be removed from your life. You're trying to, you're trying so hard, man, I got to quit this, I got to stop this, I got to stop that. That's not how you get it stopped. That's right. That is mentally trying to pick it out of your life and do by willpower. That's not how it works. You know what I'd do? I'd pick up the water hose and go over and just flood that bowl. And everything would just float off. I didn't have to touch it. Just float it off. Those who hear and hear often, things just float out. They float out of their life. Symptoms float out. Worries float out. Harassment, fear starts floating out because there's no more room for it because the more you take in, the more floats out. And it's, and it's, it's, it's almost like just one elegant flow. 
of the faith life. It's not separate steps. Okay, I got to do this and then I'll do this. That looks like me in the kitchen. If I go to cook, okay, it says this, okay, I'll go over here and I'll get, oh, what, what, and I'm going like this. But you see someone who's a real cook, they're, they're elegant in the kitchen. They just got a flow. They just go from this to that, and they don't even have to hardly look at the book. And I just, I just look like a. <laughs> and it, too many times people, they're trying so hard in their faith life, it's, it's just, I'm trying this, and I'm trying that, and I'm trying this. Just here just get that word pouring in and there will become that that easy flow of the word dominating and and it, it starts just going into every facet and every arena of your life and in your mind and in your thinking and in your actions and in your words and in your giving and there's just not this uh, a, a list mentality it's a flow it's a flow Amen. Hallelujah. And then things are easy in that flow. Praise the Lord. Stand with me to your feet. Father, we thank you for your word tonight. It's a lamp to our feet. It's a light to our path. How we love thy law. It is our meditation all the day long. Can I tell you this? If you go to our church, some of you who haven't been there, you're certainly welcome to visit, but one of the things that I would say is in ev virtually every minister, and I appreciate that they say it, they say, if you can't preach in this church, you can't That's preach. Exactly you just need right. to, you just probably need to go home. That's right. We don't say that to boast, but that's the flow of the Word. The Word produced that. For the first seven years... Because a pastor came to me a couple of years ago and he said, Pastor Nancy, he said, you know, I want the, the, the flow of the word and the spirit in my church. And he said, we're just not there. And I said, Pastor, wait a minute. I said, how, how old is your church? He said, well, we're just, you know, a couple years old. I said, let me tell you something, Pastor. For the first seven years that I pastored this church, yeah. it was teach the word, teach the right. word, teach the word, teach the word. And I said, once the people and the the atmosphere of that building right. Come on. Yeah. was charged with the word. Yeah. Then they start, the gifts started flowing because God can flow from a place where the word is founded. There's a foundation of that word. And you can have a strong flow. I said, God doesn't want you to build your church on a flow of the gifts. He wants you to build it on the flow of the word. Because that is the author of everything good. And then you're safe in the flow of the Spirit because the Word is grounding everything and anchoring everything. Amen. In your own life, don't in your thought life flip over to, well, I, you know, a gift of the Spirit to help me. Someone laying hands on me to help me. Someone praying. Those are valid ways. But they will never substitute for the Word anchored on the inside of you. Because those who had the Word dwelling in them in a great measure are the ones who are going to have the strongest flows of everything that Word produces. It all comes from the Word. The Word, the Word, the Word. Amen. Amen. Praise, Praise the Lord. Praise and yet so many, so many uh, Christians who are not 
um, developed and as they're growing, because we're all at different stages, but some just get their eyes on the flow of the Spirit and they don't realize what is anchored and what has fed that whole thing is the Word. Amen? Thank God for the Word. Thank God for the Word. Do you remember the day you got filled with the Spirit? Do you remember the day you got filled with the Spirit? You know what happened to you the day you got filled with the Spirit? I guarantee you it happened. There was an insatiable hunger for the Word. That's what I noticed the first thing. There was an insatiable hunger for the Word. Not for a demonstration, but for the Word. Praise the Lord. Father, we thank You for Your Word. We thank You for Your healing Word tonight. Your delivering Word. Your peace-giving Word. Your joy-filled Word. We thank You for it, Father. We honor Your Word. We love Your Word. And we purpose to not just be hearers, but to be doers. Father, thank you for the privilege of hearing what we've heard tonight. We thank you. We thank you. Praise the Lord. Let's just sing something, if you would. Now I receive it now. Flowing over me, I receive it now. I receive it now. Healing flowing over me, I receive it now. I receive it now. Receive it now. I receive it now. Healing flowing over me. Healing flowing over me. If you're here tonight and there's a heart condition that you may have, whether it's high, due to high blood pressure, anything to do with the heart, come up here and we'll minister to you. Praise the Lord. Now, I don't call this out by the word of knowledge. The other, the other day, I called out healings by the word of knowledge. I'm not calling this out by the word of knowledge. It's just because this is an endowment, one arena that God uses us in. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I receive it now. I receive it now. Healing flowing over me. I receive it now. I receive it now. Healing flowing over me. Now 
For those of you, those of you in the congregation, you just reach your hands out toward these people. Release your faith. It matters to us that they receive what they need. And corporate faith has a very strong effect. Amen. Hallelujah. We thank you, Father. We thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Healed in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Now, I'll say this. Remember last night we taught on angels. That's one, this is one arena that the angels will help us in. Many times they'll bring parts. They'll reach into that heart. They may adjust something, change something, rework something. Amen. And they are welcome to do that. But we're not moved by whether we felt it or whether we didn't. We just believe God's working. Amen. And we say those angels are welcome to do their part, aren't they? Hallelujah. Father, we thank you. There it goes, that healing anointing. Healed in, oh, in Jesus' name. Healed in Jesus' name. Healed in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Healed in Jesus' name. Praise the Lord. Healed. Oh, there it goes in love. Healed. There it goes, love. There goes that anointing in there. Healed in Jesus' name. We thank you for it, Father. Healed in Jesus' name. We thank you, Father. Thank you for it, Father. Healed in Jesus' name. Healed in, there it goes in, ah, in Jesus' name. Healed in Jesus' name. Oh, there it goes, love. Healed in Jesus' name. Healed, oh, there it goes in, love. Healed in Jesus' name. Healed in Jesus' name. We thank you, Father. There it goes in, yeah. We thank you, Father. Hallelujah. 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 We thank you, Father. Healed in... Oh, there, there goes that anointing in there, love. Healed in Jesus' name. goes in love there it goes in we thank you Father. healed in Jesus name healed in uh, there there it goes in healed in Jesus oh there it goes in love healed in Jesus name so those of you who had hands laid on you you're authorized to say according to the word I'm healed According to the word, I'm healed. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
The next thing I, am I on? Am I on? Okay. The next thing I want to call for is those with metal rods, plates, screws. You want hands laid on you, come up here. Metal rods, plates, screws, anything like that. You say, well, what's going to happen with that? Well, we've seen both. We've seen, we've seen it to where God would replace parts that were missing, but we've seen God cause those parts to function just like a body part. One man that my husband had laid hands on, and he had a metal rod right up his back, so you can understand, he could, his bending was highly limited. And uh, my husband laid hands on him and he could immediately just bend over and function completely normal. Well, he thought God replaced his spine. When he went to the doctor, they took an x-ray. The doctor said, who put hinges in this metal rod? (laughs) We really don't care how God does it. What we're interested in is the function of it, right? The function of it. And what a miracle that God put hinges all up and down that rod. Amen. An ongoing miracle that a rod became what it wasn't before. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. We thank you, Father. We thank you, Father. We thank you, Father. We thank you, Father. What about you? Where, where in your back? Father, we thank you. Does it cause you any pain or difficulty, yes, pain. limitation, pain? Uh-huh. Father, oh, we thank you, Father, making him whole. We thank you for it in Jesus' name. What about you, love? In your face, where? The front part of your face. Father, we thank you. Oh, mm. Does it cause you any pain or difficulty, love? numbness yeah father we thank you whole in jesus name what about you sir your right foot your toe joint uh-huh it was uh-huh hurts all the time yeah 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 father we ah mm. we thank you father for making that whole in jesus name in jesus name in Jesus name move that around do something on that move that around we thank you father we thank you father we thank you father still pain there they cut the toe joint God knows how to fix it I say God knows how to fix it father we, ah, we thank you we thank you. We thank you. <laughs> we thank you, Father. We thank you, Father. You know, the thing is, we can be disappointed about something. We have to just say people did their best. You know what I'm saying? Yes, but God can do His best. <laughs> Father, we, we thank you. We thank you. We thank you. What about you, love? Uh-huh. Does it cause you any pain or difficulty? Not pain, just mobility. Mobility. Sometimes. Uh-huh. Father, we thank you 
We thank you for wholeness in Jesus' name. What about you, love? pain with that all the time yeah yeah father we 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 oh we thank you we thank you father we thank you what about you love your right ankle is it cause you pain or difficulty Uh uh-huh uh-huh mobility okay almost there uh-huh father we thank oh We thank you for wholeness, Father. We thank you for wholeness in Jesus' name. What about you, love? Knee replacement. replacement. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Father, oh, we thank you for making making that whole in Jesus' name. What about you, love? Titanium hip all the way to the knee, femur. All the way. But I've had three back surgeries, Mm. and I think this is a little short, so I... Uh-huh. Uh huh. You're it off. Me back pain yeah. All the time. Back pain all the time. Yes, yeah. I can't bend this leg. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah. Father, we thank you. We ah, oh, we thank you. Recreating. We thank you. Mm. We thank you, Father. We thank you for wholeness. Oh, we thank you. Mm. Something's going on, love. Something is going on. We thank you, Father. We thank you, Father. We thank you, Father. Can you sense that working? You feel heat? Where? In your back? In your hip? Yeah. Yeah. We thank you, Father. We thank you, Father. Hallelujah. He's working on it. Hallelujah. It matters to him that you be pain-free. It cost him everything for you to be pain-free. It matters to him, doesn't it? It matters to him. Yes. Hallelujah. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Jesus. What about you, sir? I have an amputation below the knee. Below the knee, yeah. And I'm not two weeks before the pandemic yet. Really? Yeah. Uh-huh. It's getting I'm more painful. To see my prosthesis to get measured for a new uh-huh. artificial leg. Yeah. But it got delayed. So I told him, God, yeah. come curb your leg. Yeah, yeah. Father, we thank you. Uh, we thank you for wholeness. Mm. We thank you. No pain. We thank you. We thank you, Father. We thank you. Mm. What about you, sir? I got six three-inch metal screws, two metal rods, two blowout discs. Yeah. What part of your back? Upper, lower, lower. Mm-hmm. Low back. Father, we thank. Uh, we thank you, Father for working so masterfully. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Pain-free, total mobility. What about you, love? I had a total hip replacement five months ago. I had to have another one. Mm-hmm. 
you have pain and stuff this from this one? This one's fine. This one that one's fine. So the one you haven't had done is the one that hurts, yeah. Father, we thank you for wholeness. We thank you, Father. We thank you for new parts. We thank you for new parts. We thank you for new parts. You know, I... Help him. It's going to take several. Several of y'all get hold of him. It's for somebody. Mm. Mm. Does she have limited walking or anything? Yeah. Yeah. Father, we thank you that as this cloth is put upon her body, that anointing that's in the cloth will flow into her body. And it'll make her whole. That anointing will make for wholeness in Jesus' name. We thank you for it, Father. We thank you for it, Father. My husband was in a church uh, years ago. Probably about... uh, the, The person that happened to, he's probably about 18 or 19 now. But when he was young, I wouldn't say maybe nine or ten, he was born, I believe, with some kind of condition or developed some kind of condition with his lungs. And it was severe. And Ed was in a service and he said, there's an angel here with lungs for somebody. And then the pastor said, well, my son needs new lungs. So Ed laid hands on him. After you left that place, and see, you'd think when you see an angel with new lungs, people can get this idea that, you know, we're going to see sudden instant change. And, and if that doesn't happen, then they lose confidence or lose hope. And, but these pastors understood the word. They knew what it meant to hold fast. Hold fast. So... Um, Next day, from then on, he'd start wheezing with his lungs just like he normally did. And I love what the parents would say, new lungs don't wheeze. New lungs don't wheeze. And they got got him saying it because he's old enough to say it. He's old enough to join his faith and learn learn in this faith journey. And they had a whole family, new lungs don't wheeze. New lungs don't wheeze. It took about a year before the change was evident. But he's got new lungs. You say, well, why did it work that way? I don't know. I can't tell you. Our job is to hold fast to what we receive. So those of you, this week or tonight, anything that you've received or anything you've released your faith for on your own, people don't realize that it's just as much part of the Bible to hold fast as it is to receive manifestations of things. Amen. Holding fast is just as much a part of the Word. And we have to be good at every, at every aspect of the faith life. We need to be skilled in it. Hold fast. You have to hold that in your mouth. Hold it fast in your thought life. 
Hold it fast in your, really your attitude towards something so you don't start losing confidence. And, you know, because some people can start getting downcast in their attitude if it doesn't. Uh, real faith is not a clock watcher. It's not a calendar watcher. Amen. Hallelujah. Eyes. Anybody, lo you've lost sight in your eyes or any other problem with your eyes, come up here. We'll minister to you with eye problems. Hallelujah. Come up here real quickly because we've got more to do tonight. seated in the congregation if you want but keep your faith extended amen releasing your faith with us those eyes healed in Jesus name those eyes healed in Jesus name eyes healed in Jesus name those eyes healed in Jesus name 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 is this for you love or for somebody for your mom uh -huh. she has five and she's got okay. cancer uh-huh uh, brother Joel her her mom has cancer and then also she has a metal rod so come and lay your hands and, and I will minister to you yeah yeah thank you father Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Those eyes healed in, there goes that anointing, healed in Jesus' name. Those eyes healed in Jesus' name. We thank you for it, Father. We thank you for it. Those eyes healed in Jesus' name. Eyes healed in Jesus' name. Eyes healed in Jesus' name. Be 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 healed in Jesus' name. Healed in Jesus' name. We thank you for it, Father. Anybody in here that you've been dealing with depression, fear that you're just tormented by it, Listen, we all have to take our stand against these things. So I'm not talking about just in the general sense that everyone stands in faith and lays hold of their victory in these areas. But you seem, you, you say, I, I, I need help getting past this. It's been something you've not been able to just lay hold of on your own and you need help. Well, there's help. So if that's you, come up here real quickly and we'll minister to you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. We thank you, Father. We thank you, Father. Praise the Lord. 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 
Now, if I could say something to you, those are you that are up here. It is not your job to try to outthink wrong thoughts. Because you'll find out, no doubt you could tell me there's either one recurring thought or just multiple recurring thoughts that harass and trouble you. It's not your job to get rid of those thoughts. It's not your job to outthink those thoughts. You can't get rid of thoughts with thoughts. You get rid of thoughts, wrong thoughts, with words. Amen? So, as you leave this place, it's your job to say, my mind is sound. He's given me a sound mind. And then, primarily, spend your Turn your thoughts toward him and see. Sometimes people say, well, I've tried, I've tried, and it seems like I don't have control. Yeah, you take control. And the, one of the best ways to do it is praising God. Father, I praise you. Father, I praise you. Because it keeps you from turning over those wrong thoughts. You occupy your mind with the right thing. Amen? So you answer it. You say, God's not given me the spirit of fear. See, depression, fear, all this stuff... It, it comes from the spirit of fear. Panic attacks, anxiety, and uh, they're very real feelings, but it's produced by spirit. And you have authority. Amen? It's not your job to try to get in that mental rat race and get rid of that. It's not your job to get rid of it. It's your job to turn your attention toward the one who brings victory for you. And works victory in your situation. Amen? Amen? And I found this, and it's right to pray in the Spirit. If there's times that you pray in the Spirit, and you should, and that's perfectly right. But the Word says that when you're praying in the Spirit, your mind's unedified, meaning your mind is bypassed in that process. You pray in the Spirit, you're not using, those words aren't coming from your mind. So what happens is your mind is still kind of unoccupied. So your mind can be troubled even while you're praying in the Spirit. So many times what I found for me, whenever in past, when I went through seasons of being attacked, I found for me I needed to occupy my mind because it was my mind that was troubled. And the best way to occupy it was worshiping God. It got my attention and focus on Him. And I, there was one season I did it for a solid week hours all day long just to myself if I was around somebody and out loud if I was by myself praise the Lord praise the Lord praise the Lord and it felt dry it sounded dry it felt like it wasn't going anywhere but I kept at it and I did that for a solid week if I woke up in the middle of the night and my mind was troubled praise the Lord praise the Lord praise the Lord that was the only time I could find relief for this up here is when I occupied it with him at the end of a week Something just clicked. And God said, now tell that spirit that's been harassing your mind to leave you in Jesus' name. And I did. Let's see, that's, that's what you have to do. you got to get your heart engaged. Because all this mental activity draws you away from your heart. And your, heart, your help is in your heart. Praising God helps you connect back to your heart. And it doesn't have to take a week. I don't know how long. It doesn't matter. you just got to get, you got to get connected to your heart. And get out of this. That's what the devil troubles you with. Amen. So the best thing you can do just when you leave this way, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Out talk it. Speak the word. Answer it with the word. And then just praise God. Amen. Does that help you?
You have to do it. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Free in Jesus' name. Be free in Jesus' name. Free in Jesus' name. Free in Jesus' name. Free in Jesus' name. Free. Be free in Jesus' name. Free in Jesus' name. Be free in Jesus' name. Free in Jesus' name. Hi, baby. Free in Jesus' name. Free in Jesus' name. Free in Jesus' name. Free in Jesus' name. Father, we thank you that when this cloth is laid upon the body of that sick one, that one that's troubled, that it'll drive out any troubling spirits in Jesus' name, and they'll be free. They'll be whole in Jesus' name. We thank you for that cloth, Father, being laid upon them, and they'll, they'll be free in Jesus' name. Okay. Yeah, Father, we thank you. We thank you for the anointing that goes into this cloth and that those that are troubled in their mind, it'll drive out that troubling spirit in Jesus' name and they'll be free. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Now, let me tell you what, those of you who are up here, you don't go check your mind and say, did that work? Did that work? That, that's, not what, that's not what you do because that's what the tendency will do. You'll go up and check your mind. What's my mind feel like? We don't check our mind. We say, thank you, Father. Thank you that I'm free. Thank you that I'm free. You just keep saying it. You just keep saying it. And I don't care how dry it feels. You just keep saying it. Thank you. Praise the Lord. Pray. Not trying to get free. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. And I tell you what, that's all I said thousands and thousands and thousands of times at seasons when I didn't know these things. Years ago when I had to learn these things and I just, I just, I couldn't even come up with anything creative. Just praise the Lord, 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 praise the Lord. And it didn't seem like anything was changing, but I just did it. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord. And then after about a week, I mean, it changed. Why? Because I just, I refused to fail. I refused, I refused to keep living that way. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Brother Joel, arenas that God uses you in areas. Cancer. Anybody with growths, cancer. Now, are the growths, are you talking about, they don't have to be cancerous growths. Any kind of growth. And cancer, come up here and Brother Joel will minister to you. Do you want to go with him and hold the mic for him? back to those. I can't do those now. But stay up here. No, be free in Jesus' name. Oh. <laughs> be free. Be free. Be, be free. Be free. Oh, my, 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 my. Okay.
Hallelujah. Chris, is there any certain arena that God uses you in? Several. One that hasn't been called up would be diabetes. Diabetes. Problems with your pancreas. Come up here, Pastor. Blood sugar issues. Pastor Chris will lay hands on you. that would regulate your blood sugar in the name of Jesus. Be healed. Be whole in that pancreas in the name of Jesus. And that blood sugar to be in a normal range, an optimal range in the name of Jesus. Be whole in the name of Jesus. Speak life to that pancreas. Command that blood sugar to be normal in the name of Jesus. Be healed and be whole in Jesus' name. Command all diabetes to go. Every symptom to leave you right now in the name of Jesus. Pilar, be healed in the name of Jesus. Be whole in Jesus' name. Command that body to regulate blood pressure or blood sugar. Be healed, Cassie, in the name of Jesus. Speak life to that pancreas. I thank you, Father. I command the blood sugar to be kept and regulated in a healthy range. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Healed in that pancreas in the name of Jesus. Be healed and be whole in that pancreas in Jesus' name. Blood sugar, I command you to be right, to be normal in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, Joshua. Mean that blood sugar to be normal, you to be healed, to be whole in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Command all that to go and all that to be right. In Jesus' name. You keep doing your part. Hallelujah. Father, in the name of Jesus, as I lay my hands on this cloth, I thank you for that healing anointing that's on my life to flow into the cloth. That when it's laid hands or when it comes into contact with the sick body, that anointing will flow in. It'll drive out sickness. Heal that pancreas. Command that situation to be healed presence of any oppressing spirit would be driven out be glorified in this person's body father in the name of jesus amen amen brother b and that pancreas to be healed command all diabetes to leave you in the name of jesus father i thank you for the power of god that renders him whole and healthy blood sugar is regulated in the optimal range for him in jesus name in jesus name mm. Mm. In Jesus' name be healed. In Jesus' name. Amen. Pastor Dennis, is there some area that God specifically uses you in? Back joints. Back joints, eyes, ears. I got eyes, so ears, back joints. If that's you, come up here and Pastor Dennis will minister to you. Hallelujah. 
sorry. Father, we thank you in Jesus' name for the anointing. We speak healing now over these ears. Speak healing over this back. In Jesus' name, receive your healing. In Jesus' name. There it is. Tell me what's happened with your ears. They were popping a lot. Are they popping now? Yeah, there you go. Bend over. Yeah, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Is it your ears or your back? In Jesus' name. Thank you for receiving healing. Say, I receive healing in my back. In Jesus' name. There it is. Thank you, Father. I just move around and do something you couldn't do before. Huh? Is all the pain gone? Yeah, well, praise the Lord. Is it your back or your ear? Can you hear all of them? Good. Yeah, there's ringing, but there's also hearing loss. Are they ringing right now? Yes. Jesus' name. Command those ears to stop ringing. Be healed in your ears. In Jesus' name. Praise God. And check your ears when you get up. Your ears? Can you hear all of it? I can hear all of it. Just Okay, just hearing loss. Jesus' name. Thank you for that anointing. Be healed in your ear. In Jesus' name. Restore that hearing, Father. And we thank you for it. In Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name. Ears or back? Hearing loss and back pain. In both ears? You have back pain right now? Jesus' name, we thank you for that anointing. Be healed in these ears and in this back. In Jesus' name, we thank you for it, Father, for your healing power. In Jesus' name, hallelujah. Move around, do something with your back. It's okay. It's okay. Praise God. You lift your hands and praise Him for it? <laughs> in your back father in the name of Jesus we thank you for that anointing right now command this back to be healed in Jesus name and we thank you for it and for these ears to be healed in Jesus name thank you Lord hallelujah I'll move your back around a little bit tell me what you can It was hurting more. Praise God. You can get, lift your hands and praise Him. Amen. Amen. Is your back or your ears? Uh, I have like a knot on like the, this bone right here. Can I put my hand back, back there? Yeah, is, it, there my, is it hurting now? Uh, no. Is right. your ears too? My ears uh, just from uh, working. like uh, Just hearing loss? A little bit, yeah. Father, in the name of Jesus, we speak healing right now to this back. Command this knot to dissolve. Command this back to be healed. In Jesus' name. And we thank you for it, Father. Command these ears to be healed. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. How are we doing? Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Then you check your back now. Huh? Yeah, it's gone, isn't it? Praise God. Well, give, give God glory. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
Father, is it have pain in there now? You got pain oh, yeah. in your arm now? Yeah. In Jesus' name, command healing to come, and we thank you for your healing power. In Jesus' name, be healed in your back. In Jesus' name, move your arm a little bit. See what's happening. You couldn't do that before. <laughs> no pain? Yeah, praise God. Can you lift your hand and praise God for it? You're healed. Hallelujah. Jesus' name, command healing to come to that back. In Jesus' name, be healed in your back. In the name of Jesus. Now bend over and check it. Praise God. <laughs> yeah. Hey. Mine is in my back. Okay. I didn't know if they'd call this out. So I'm just up here by faith because at night, for the past like three, four nights, I've been having severe pain in my hip. When okay. I lay down, it makes it really hard to go to sleep, and I'm in really severe pain. You in pain now? It doesn't hurt right now, but when I've laid down at night, okay. it's been hurting so bad that I can't go to sleep. Okay. Father, we thank you for your anointing. Command that, uh, that hip to be healed now. In Jesus' name, we thank you for that anointing flowing now through that hip. In Jesus' name, and for that pain to go. In the name of Jesus. And you say, I receive it. I receive it right now. At night, do you have pain in there now? No. Jesus' name, be healed in that back. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Ears are back. My back's been healed for 15 years. Okay. It never came back. Jesus healed me, but ear ringing for 20 years. You got ear ringing now? Yeah. In Jesus' name, we command that ear ringing to stop in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name, be healed in these ears. In Jesus' name. It's less. Yeah. It's less. Yeah. Well, it's working, just like Pastor Nancy said. Just lift your hand and praise God. Also hearing in my joints. In your ears? Both of them? Yes. Jesus' name. Be healed in these ears. In Jesus' name. You see your hands. Be healed in these joints. In the name of Jesus. Jesus' name. And just move your hands. What's happening with your ears? How are you hearing now? Yeah, how's your hands? <laughs> Praise God. Jesus' name be healed in your back. In the name of Jesus. For all that pain to go. In Jesus' name. I believe it won't come back. Hallelujah. What's up? My ears. Huh? My ears. Can you hear it good? Or? I can't hear it good. It's just like... I hearing like, loss? No, it's just like I have a hole in my left ear and I have to go for like a checkup every um, six months so they can clean it out because I have so much like... Stuffing gets in there? And it's like, like white on here and they're trying to come and I have to get checked up so I have bad ends of that. Okay. But you can hear all of it? Yes, I can. In Jesus' name, command healing to come to that. Be healed in that ear in the name of Jesus. Jesus' name. We thank you for that hole to be sealed up now and healing to come now in Jesus' name. Amen. I believe you get a good report when you go back. What's my honey? My back is cramped ever since I had a seizure. Okay, is it cramped right now? 
Father, in the name of Jesus, we speak healing over this back. Be healed, honey, in your back right now, in the name of Jesus. And we thank you for, Father, in Jesus' name. And move your back around a little bit. Tell me what's happening. It doesn't hurt? Yeah. Jesus is your healer, isn't he? You lift your hands and praise him? All right. Head injury, and I have a sound in my brain that's been there for four years. Do you have a sound in your ears that you can hear it? Yeah, it's, it's in my brain. Okay. It, I hear it. Okay, you it's hear like it now? I hear the electricity. Okay, you hear it right now? Yes, sir. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for that anointing. Be healed in those ears. In Jesus' name, when she gets up, check her. What's up? My ears. Your ear? Can you hear okay? I can hear, but then they just just kind of close up or something. Okay, Father, in the name of Jesus, we speak healing over these ears. Be healed in these ears. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise God. Um, My back and my hip, I'm thinking surgery. Okay. Knee replacement is messing up my knee. Okay. You know, so Uh it's like... Yeah. Let's do the joint thing. Okay. So is you back in pain right now? Yes, in my hip too. In the name of Jesus, we speak healing now. Be healed in this back and hip. In Jesus' name for all that pain to go now. In the name of Jesus. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Now tell me what's happening with you. The pain. Huh? The pain's gone. Yeah, the pain's gone. Praise the, the Lord. Gone. Just give him praise. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Can you hear all of them? I can hear, but my Not hearing's... very good. Uh, I, the doctor said my hearing's really off. Okay. I don't think it's that bad, but. <laughs> all right. In Jesus' name, be healed in these ears. In Jesus' name. We thank you for it, Father, for restoring these ears. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Ears are you okay, Mom. Jesus' name. My entire right side has been causing me a lot of pain. Okay, is it in your ears or anything? Ears and the entire. She's got pain in her body. You want me to pay for her, Pastor? Okay. Well, I didn't know if there was something else you want me to do. In Jesus' name. Be healed in this body in Jesus' name. Every bit of that to go. Jesus' name. Can you pick her up? Yeah, pick her up. Tell me what's happening with you. Huh? Numb. Mm-hmm. Tingles. Mm-hmm. It's the power of God working in you. Can you stand there and just praise him? <laughs> your back does it hurt now Jesus name be healed in your back in the name of Jesus all that pain to go in Jesus name and we thank you for it Father can you bend over and do something you couldn't do before move it around a little bit don't hurt yourself but just move huh feels better well praise the Lord Mama, she didn't want to come up here by Oh, okay. Well, if it feels better, that's good, right? Praise God. Good? I still hear it. 
Yeah. It's still there. Well, you know what? We laid hands on I've it. I've received it. Yes. Yes, sir. Yes, but just, just like Pastor anointing. Nancy said, just keep the us with your faith. The anointing is working. Yes. Amen. Amen. Praise Amen. God. Amen. Praise, Praise the Lord. Well, the different things we've called out, we've done that because there's the, that's ministering by endowments, that you have endowments. Some, some ministers will have the endowment to minister with those with backs or necks, whatever, and they'll get more results in those areas. But now the anointing will deal with anything. Those endowments will deal specifically with that, but the anointing will deal with anything. Stand with us to your feet. Let you change your position a little bit. So... Uh, if you need healing in your body over here in this section, raise your hand. Let me see anybody that wants hands laid on them for healing in this section. Well, come up here, those of you that have your hands raised. Come up here. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. All right, anybody in this far section over here and you want hands laid on you for healing, raise your hand and let's see of those. Then you come up here if you would too, love. Hallelujah. Congregation, reach your hands out this way toward these. Father, we thank you for that healing anointing. We thank you for it in Jesus' name. Healed, and there it goes, healed. Healed in Jesus' name. Healed in Jesus' name. Healed in Jesus' name. Healed in Jesus' name. Be healed in Jesus' name. We thank you for it. Healed in Jesus' name. Be healed in Jesus' name. Healed in Jesus' name. Be healed in Jesus' name. Healed. Be healed in Jesus' name. We thank you, Father. Healed in Jesus' name. You need it to look? No. Healed in Jesus' name. We thank you, Father. Healed in Jesus' name. We thank you, Father, for wholeness. Wholeness in Jesus' name. We thank you for it, Father. Thank you for it, Father. Hallelujah. Anybody in this section right here, raise your hands if you want hands laid on you in this section. Hallelujah. Come forward if you would. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Have I laid hands on you? Okay. Okay, good. Dimension. Yeah. Father, we thank you for that anointing that when it's this cloth is laid upon his body, that it'll drive out pain, symptoms, sickness, and disease. And he shall be whole. And if there's a presence of an evil spirit, it'll drive it out in Jesus' name. We thank you for it, Father. We thank you for it, Father. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Step forward a, a little bit, if you would. Just give me enough room to pass. Thank you. Be healed. There goes that anointing in you, love. Healed in Jesus' name. Healed in Jesus' name. Healed in Jesus' name. We thank you for it, Father. Have you 
give her one, they're going to get you something. Okay? Father, I thank you. I thank you, Father. I thank you, Father, for the peace of God. I thank you, Father, for the comfort of the Holy Spirit. And I thank you that that peace is so much greater than sorrow. We tell it to take its hands off of you in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Free in Jesus' name. Be healed in Jesus' name. Be healed in Jesus' name. Healed in Jesus' name. Be healed in Jesus' name. Be healed in Jesus' name. Be healed. Father, we thank you for wholeness. In Jesus' name. We thank you for it, Father. We thank you for it, Father. We thank you for it, Father. Be healed in Jesus' name. Be healed in Jesus' And there it goes, love. Be healed in, in Jesus' name. Oh, Healed in Jesus' name. We thank you for it, Father. We thank you for it. Healed in Jesus' name. Healed in Jesus' name. Be healed in Jesus' name. We thank you for it, Father. We thank you for it, Father. Thank you for it, Father. Praise the Lord. in Jesus name healed in Jesus name healed in in Jesus name we thank you for it father healed in Jesus name free in Jesus name we thank you father we thank you father we thank you father we thank you father hallelujah hallelujah Hallelujah. We thank you, Father. This section, if you want hands laid on you for healing, raise your hands if you would. Hallelujah. Okay, those of you that have your hands raised, come on up here. For the healing anointing in his hands we thank you father that as he develops in it that there will be more more dealings with him about that you'll say more to him you'll reveal more to him and you'll show more to him we thank you father we thank you in jesus name we thank you father healed <laughs> not like others not like others don't try to 
Don't, don't even be concerned about any kind of a fit with others. <laughs> because you're set apart for Him. And you fit the exact way you're supposed to. So don't try to mimic or imitate others. You just, you just, you just follow your heart. Father, we thank you. We thank you. We thank you for that impartation. There it goes. We thank you for it. Mm. Ah. Healed in Jesus' name. Healed in Jesus' name. our hands and worship him. Jesus, you're such a wonderful healer. We give you glory. We give you honor. We give you thanks. We give you praise. We worship you. give you thanks. Oh, we thank you so much. Thank you so, so much. Thank you for the greatness of your power. Working, 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 working. We thank you. We thank you. Dad Hagen would teach us when you leave a service, keep the switch of faith turned on. Keep the switch of faith. That includes worshiping, thanking, it includes faith words, faith thoughts. Amen. Hallelujah. If you say, just during this week, because we ministered some uh, in the previous service with the word of knowledge for healing, or tonight, and you say, I can already tell a difference in my body. Raise your hand real high. We want to see. Keep, raise it real, real high. Real, real high. Real, real high. And keep it up. Keep it up. Now, everyone, turn around. Take a look at what, how good Jesus is. Keep it up. Keep it up. Amen. Hallelujah. Do you see how good Jesus is? And he's still working. And he's still working. And you say, well, I don't feel anything. Don't be concerned about that. Amen. The Bible says about Abraham, he considered not 
his own body. But he just was strong in faith, giving glory to God. He knew that God would perform and fulfill what he said. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, it said he was strong in faith, giving glory to God. So giving glory to God keeps you in the flow of strong faith. Father, we glorify, we glorify, we magnify you. We magnify you. We magnify you. We glorify you. Hallelujah. Father, this pastor, this congregation, Father, they have been so, so generous to us. They have been so good to us. So I say be blessed in Jesus' name. The blessing of the Lord to increase. The blessing of the Lord to cause promotion. We thank you for it, Father. We receive it in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you to everyone. You have been so generous with us tonight in your time. And you stayed hooked in. Thank you. Because it matters to us that people receive what they need. It matters to us. Amen. Hallelujah. Joel and Amy Siegel, thank you. Give them another great big God bless you. Pastor Chris and Amber Cody, thank you so much. Thank you, thank you, thank you. We love you, we love you, we love you. Appreciate you. Well, the Lord is good. I said, the Lord is good. Hallelujah. Well, turn to somebody before you're dismissed and tell them it's so good to be healed. And you can be dismissed. God bless you. We trust you've enjoyed this message. Visit us at DufresneMinistries.org to learn of our upcoming meetings, share your testimony, become a partner, or visit our online store. This program has been made possible by the friends and partners of Dufresne Ministries.